Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I am so happy that you're here today, and I have the privilege of having Lex with me. Lex will make you feel invincible. Her experience in sports, fitness, and the nutrition space puts her ahead of her competition as she uses that in combination with serious mental and emotional techniques and training that will make you unstoppable. And thank you so much for being here today, Lex. It's such an honor to have you. And thanks for having me. Pleasure is all mine. Absolutely. And I would love to know just your journey, how you got here today, and, and we'll dive a little bit deeper. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I'm a, 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 I had a fitness studio in Nashville, Tennessee, and that's, that's the beginning of my journey. And it was a brick and mortar business. And then eight years later, I, I grew it. And then eight years later, I sold it and moved to online space. And that was a different space for me. And um, I had to kind of relearn the things that went from one business to the other, because it is different. Uh, but I really loved it. I really loved the whole journey, all the ups and downs, all the frustrations and all the wins and everything. And then um, when I saw your post about looking to to be a guest, I was like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I want to talk about, because I love encouraging other entrepreneurs and other people really to just go after their goals. So I'm only glad to be here to share. Well, thank you. And I appreciate that. I know you've had a lot of ups and downs from what we were chatting about before. And I'm curious, why do you think most businesses do fail and don't succeed? So statistically, 90% of businesses first fail in the first five years. It's probably worse at this point. And then like in the next 10 years, 80 or 90% of those fail. And honestly, it's not that there are so many bad businesses or bad ideas. I believe that our business is only an extension of ourselves. So as I evolve and change and learn new things, my business will grow as well. And if I stay stagnant, if I don't keep up, if I don't adapt to the new technology, to the new marketing, to the new whatever social media is, to whatever new is, and these days they come up with new things every day. If I don't keep up with that, my business is doomed, right? Like it's, you can't really survive as a business anymore, especially in your new business, if you don't adapt. So I think that most businesses fail is because business owners or entrepreneurs forget about themselves. They forget to take care of themselves. They don't understand they, that they have to absolutely stay on top of their mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual game throughout the journey because that's the game for the long run. And I think one of the other things is you hear you know, the get-rich-quick schemes, right? So you hear... You, know, you have to hustle hard for the first few years. Well, sometimes it can be more than a few years, yeah. right? So sometimes it's, and, and sometimes people are not ready even for that. They think that they're ready for that, but two months in, they're not getting enough sleep. They're starting to eat, you know, um, Roman noodles. And, you know, it's just like, it starts going down the drain and everything when it comes to self-care has to be in point for people to be in for the long run. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's my whole spiel of like self-care, putting yourself on the, priority list on the top of the priority list 
but a lot of people fall short of that because they're in that hustle mode. They think I have to work this hard, but then they neglect the most important aspects, which are that foundational piece of being able to be in a clear mindset to continue to use that creativity and continue to grow and continue to have the motivation and be unstoppable. But I'm curious because a lot of times people do lose that motivation because like where you're saying, some people will stay stagnant. It's comfortable. Why do you think people lose that motivation and drive to continue forward? That's such a great question. I've recently been on Reddit and I was reading um, mm -hmm. a thread and it was a very similar question. A guy mm -hmm. said, don't you get tired of entrepreneurship? And there were so many people there that said yes. And I thought, oh, no, mm -hmm. no, 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 we got to fix this. Mm -hmm. The problem I think is that, again, people underestimate what it's going to take to become successful. Um, it takes grit, it takes perseverance, it takes persistence, it takes a lot of mental and emotional work to stay on top, right? It, oftentimes business owners, entrepreneurs, they don't have support of people around them. So it's like you find yourself, you know, one at a time. So that's one of the things. Second thing is the way the brain works. So everything's habitual. Mm -hmm. um, everything that we repeat becomes habitual. So what happens is business owners start working on their business and they start getting into these same things that they have to do day in and day out, day in and day out and becomes a job. And they heard, you know, I'm working for me, but then they don't realize, yeah, you are actually working for you. You're not advancing in your business. Mm -hmm. So we've been programmed throughout our childhood, throughout society, throughout movies, throughout everything that was in front of us to just go and get a job and just, you know, basically we were programmed to be complacent. Um, so a lot of times people don't realize that they became complacent because they haven't refreshed their goals. They haven't talked to other entrepreneurs who are struggling with the same stuff, but also those who are above. They have not surrounded with them, themselves with the right people. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things that an entrepreneur and a business owner has to put in place to make sure that they have their both feet on the ground. And if they don't, who do they go to, right? Who do they go to in that moment when they feel like everything's falling apart and maybe they're not cut out for this? Because that one voice can change everything for them, right? I remember years ago, like 20 some years ago when I had a job, J-O-B-E, I <laughs> talked to a co co uh, Co-worker of mine, and I said, Oh my God, I hate my job. And she said, Most of the people do. And for me, there was a trigger. I went, No, 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 no. This is not okay. It is not okay to invest that much of your time, day in and day out, 40 years to do something that you hate. It's just not acceptable. And so when again, when business owners go to run a business, sometimes they still have the mindset of an employee or again, mindset that we were taught at school and they don't. And you know what else I often see? They don't set goals that fire them up. They set goals oftentimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they don't even write them goals. Some people don't even set goals. But let's assume that listeners and viewers have set goals and they're like, but do these goals fire you up? Right. Mm -hmm. And then do you read them every day? Because I used to do the same. I used to set goals and then read them. And I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, I'll get to that. And, yeah. and now when I set goals, I'm like, how amazing does this feel? How powerful does this feel? Mm -hmm. And I, because we're emotional creatures, it's so important to stay connected and to review those goals regularly and to mm -hmm. really connect with that emotional side of things.
So it's very easy to lose motivation. But again, if we set things in place, if we surround ourselves with other entrepreneurs, if we set things in place, like what books I go to, what videos I go to, what YouTube channels I go to, what, you know, who I listen to when it gets tough, even if I don't have people around me to do that for me, Mm -hmm. I think it's a big, big part of it. It's a huge part. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I do think it's who you surround yourself with as well. So being around other entrepreneurs that are on the same journey, because not everyone's going to understand it if they're not on that journey. They want to be supportive in the way they can be. But I think you're right. It is even if you don't have that community, creating it through reading books or watching certain videos that really inspire you. But I love what you said about the goal statement, like or your goals, like reading that out loud. And I'm curious, what is your why and what drives you? Yeah. Uh, so before I had my kid, it was different. I mean, I always strive to be my best self. I always strive to, for me, it's like, I have this one life I've give, been given. So the life, so I call it a gift because I didn't earn it. I didn't do anything for it. So I have responsibility to make the most of it. And then I look at people who've done that. So it was always a part of my drive to be like, when people say, why, why are you doing this? Why are you like so driven? I'm like, why, why not? Like, it just doesn't make sense. But I will say that after having a kid and I have um, a four-year-old son, mm-hmm. it, it amplified it mm-hmm. because all the things that I believe are my qualities, I mm-hmm. want him to have those things too. And if I give him everything, I'm doing him a disservice. I'm not yeah. showing him discipline. I'm not showing him grit. I'm not teaching him those things through his experiences. And so that's one thing. And second thing is, you know, when when people have a job, and this is how most of us grew up, you know, our mm-hmm. parents had to go to work. Yeah. And I don't want that. I don't want to have to go to work for someone else and take that time away from my kid. So I'm going to say that the first part definitely stayed always a part of me. It's like, why not? Why? Yeah. How can I not be driven? Right. And, and then I use other things to motiv- motivate me and, and keep me in the game as well. Like I think of my parents, grandparents, and then I think of ancestors and things that they went through. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I have it so easy. I cannot be slacking, you know? Yeah. So I use all these different aspects of me and, and different things work at different times. You know, if I don't feel like it, you know, I always tell people don't buy into that lie. If, if whatever, right, whatever, right. it's things are not going my way. I pick these tools up. I pick these stories up. I go back to review them and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. We got to keep going. There's only mm-hmm. one way and that's forward. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what it's about, too. It's taking the moments where you don't feel like doing something, but you have to persevere through that if you want to move forward and not stay stagnant and achieve what you're really trying to achieve and unlock your true potential if you are continuing to move forward. And I think it's so important what you said too, because the generations before, like they had to go to work and they didn't have the opportunities of having technology the way it is today. I mean, it's shifted a lot, even just last few years, it's shifted even the last year, I would say. Yeah. (laughs) Being able to understand that too. And I'm just curious because of all the things that you do do, And you are so present for your son, but also teaching him those values, not just giving him everything to, I think that's a really important aspect because I think a lot of times it is really easy compared to what it was years ago, but 
treating or teaching that discipline as well of understanding, okay, you can't just have everything handed to you. You have to work for it and earn it and those factors. But I love that you touched on that because I think it's an important aspect. I'm not a parent yet. Um, I have a lot of friends and my sister and others that have kids, but obviously it's a completely different ballgame. But yeah. I'm curious, what has been your experience with being an entrepreneur and also with motherhood and combining the yeah. two? Oh, you know, I, I, I feel, you know, I, I don't want to believe in luck at times, but I feel <laughs> very lucky sometimes in that aspect. I just want to mention on the discipline part, it's very different to be a disciplined parent and to teach a child self-discipline. I want mm -hmm. to teach him self-discipline so that he's disciplined on his own. He doesn't need a parent. He doesn't need a teacher. He doesn't need a boss. He doesn't need anybody to get disciplined. Mm -hmm. He can find that within himself and know that he has that. Um, so I'm definitely not a discipline, disciplinarian as a parent, <laughs> I will say that. But self-discipline to me is really, really important. Mm -hmm. um, and and on to your question, you know, I, I I read a lot on on women in business, especially, and women struggle. I, I feel like so many women struggle to found the balance to do it. They often do it when their kids are asleep. And I I I really this is one thing I don't typically live in gratitude all the time, and I can explain to you why. But I am really grateful for this. My I have a very supportive husband who 100% believes in what I'm doing. Um, and we agreed that he's gonna be a stay-at-home dad because uh, again, we want that time with our kid. So I have a true flexibility where I can work on my business throughout the day. And I'll tell you what else, that gives me so much more drive because if I'm already not with my family, spending time with my family, I better be making sure I'm doing a great job in impacting the world. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's no room for time to be wasted, you know? Mm -hmm. No, I couldn't agree more. And it just, it goes back to the why and pushing forward of what you're trying to accomplish and accomplishing as well, continuing to do so. And I'm curious, going back to just where mothers sometimes don't, they do when they're sleeping or don't have that same schedule or life as well. But I'm curious, from your experience, what do you believe that people need to do in order to change, to have a more fulfilling life in their circumstances? Ooh, people are not going to like this one. Uh, <laughs> you have to set boundaries and you have to set strong boundaries and mm -hmm. you have to step in and not let, let people walk on those boundaries because they will be tested, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that so many, especially women, but men do this too. I think that so many people, like it's easy for people to say, I'm going to work, right? I'll be home in eight to 10 hours. Right. And everybody's like, okay, cool. You know, no question there. I'm not going to tell you, you can't. But when you're working and when you're working from home and you say, I'm going to work, sometimes people don't get that. Mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes people don't get that. They may want to ask you questions. They may want to bother. They may want to just, you know, my kid when he wants to play with me. So mm -hmm. setting those boundaries, I think, is crucial for people mm -hmm. to say, hey, look, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. And this is what I need from you. Can you do that for me? Now, obviously, with children, it's a different conversation than with your spouse, than with mm -hmm. your parents, than with whoever it is around you, right, that you're touching base with. But 
as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you have to keep reinventing yourself. You have to step into the new identity of who you believe you are and what you can achieve. And with that comes new behavior, new habits, and therefore new boundaries. Mm-hmm. So maybe my old boundaries, or if I even had them, maybe they don't work anymore. They need to get tightened up. And I find that at first it's really hard for people to do this, but in the long run, everybody's happier because they're going to know, oh, you're working. I'm not going to bother you. I'll see you in three hours. And then me to come here and say, I have three hours to mm-hmm. finish seven hours worth of work, you know? And so I think that overall, everybody ends up much better when you are strict with your boundaries. Yes, of course, there's times you're going to be flexible, but in general, this is, you know how the saying goes, people treat you how they know they can treat you. That's it, because that's okay. boundaries. Some mm-hmm. people have boundaries and some don't. And I know how to, you know, treat each according to that. That's really nature. Yes. Oh my gosh. You're speaking my language. Boundaries is like one of my specialties <laughs> because I was terrible at it and I've gotten so much better over the years. But I think it, to your point, it it's true when you start to evolve, like your boundaries evolve as well. And I remember like years ago when I had like really no boundaries, I was just very much of a people pleaser. People would take advantage of that because I was just like a good doer, like doing good and wanting to do all these things for everybody. But once I started setting those boundaries, everyone had to adjust around me because it wasn't the same. And like, to your point, it's interesting too, of how that evolves, especially even like the last few years of how much I've grown. And I've seen that with the relationships too, that have really evolved and have gotten deeper because of me setting those boundaries. Yes. And I think it's so, oh my gosh, I'm just like, yes, yes. It is, it is, it is everything. It is so important. For example, you know, I set a new goal um, at 5.30, I stop working and I go Mm -hmm. running with my son. Um, And because I hate running, so I'm using something to challenge myself that's going to better me. That's (laughs) a whole nother story. Um, But at 5.30, I set the alarm. And at 5.30, like I get out and we go. And it's one of those things that, again, I have a very supportive husband who's like, okay, just go. But if he wasn't, it would be a time to say, hey, I'm still working on me. I will be done at six and then you do your thing, right? Like there, there has to be an agreement. There has to be an adjustment. Like you said, everybody started adjusting to you. People Mm -hmm. will either adjust to you or walk away. Great. You, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be next to someone because they're nice. There's a very big difference between nice and kind, by the way. Nice is us that are raised to be people pleasers and kind Mm -hmm. is I'm doing this to help you out. And I don't necessarily even need to be nice to be kind. Right. Right. But it's very important to recognize when I'm doing this for me and when I'm doing this to please others and who will benefit from this. So I tell people, take time, take a moment to just think about the situation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and choose the best option for you at the moment choose what you need to do or say and respond versus react yes the respond versus react like i so agree with that because a lot of times just to your point when somebody asks you to do something like a lot of people pleasers and being a former people pleaser it's like oh yes of course without even like checking my schedule now it's like i take a pause i look at my calendar i see if i can do it and if I want to do it and then if I do then yes if I don't I'm sorry I can't but it's just I think it's so crucial to like really highlight that because there are so many individuals that I agree there's a difference between being nice and being kind used to be nice now I'm kind exactly (laughs) it's a hard lesson a couple it's a hard one absolutely here's a magic (laughs) sentence for all people pleasers out there (laughs) let me get back to you on that okay so someone asks you want to do something you need something they need something 
Let me get back to you on that. That gives you enough time to go, like you said, look at your calendar, think about it, mm -hmm. decide if you want to commit to it. And if you ever listen to people who are really high up successful, I always listen to people who are way ahead of me. They always say the more successful you are, the more you're going to have to say no to things. Mm -hmm. Boundaries. Blank, blank. <laughs> no, I, I so appreciate that. That's just such an important aspect for me, but also like um, my therapy clients in the past, my coaching clients in the past, but just even my own life, how much it has shifted. And I yeah. think I'm a huge advocate for being able to set healthy boundaries because it creates healthy relationships. And that's, that's so the powerful. bulk of everything. Um, but with that being said, I would love to know more about your experience speaking of clients any success stories you would like to share with us? Yeah. One or two. I know you have probably a lot, but if you yeah. could just share one or two. I always say that 100% of my clients who've done the work have gotten results. And the key is who've done the work. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I stand by what I do 100%. I actually guarantee results. Um, that's one of my guarantees because I know he works. Um, mm -hmm. But... Um, what I do first, let me just explain quickly, quickly, because, I, you know, I call it peak performance, I call it optimal performance, and people sometimes connect that to, to a corporation, that's not it. For me, it's personal, mm -hmm. optimal performance. Again, my business is an extension of me. If I feel powerful, if I feel unstoppable, if I feel great, then those are the results that I'm going to produce. If I'm willing to look into what I'm lacking, that I can identify skills that I need to learn and then go work on that. But I also have to make sure my sleep, my nutrition, my hydration is on point, my mental game is on point, so I'm aware of my thoughts at all times. So what I do is I really help people feel at their best at all times. Having said that, I've had uh, a variety of people come to me for different reasons. Generally, it's business owners who have not felt the drive. They lost that drive. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, okay, what do I need to do? So we look into these aspects and one of my clients in three months have doubled his business after working together. Well, while working together. And I didn't even, I don't do business. I don't help him with business. Mm -hmm. It was really just upping his own game, his way of thinking, challenging him, making him go to the gym and start working out in the way that he hasn't, whoop, in the way that he hasn't done it before, right? So it's about constantly having to challenge yourself. And again, that's why what happens is businesses get stagnant. Um, sometimes I have people come to me because they can't, they, they might've done really well in business, but they can't get their body together. Like they can't lose weight, they can't get in shape, whatever the reason is, like their relationship with food is not sorted out. So I've had success with that where on average, I've had group coaching in this and I've had one-on-one -on -one coaching and on average, it's a 30 pound in three months weight loss. And this is not a get quick weight loss. This is not a diet plan. We don't do diet plans. It's shifting in the mindset, shifting in the goals, shifting our relationship with ourselves because why people make it one area, not the other, there's some limiting belief there. And once you get to limiting belief, you can start setting things in motion. Mm -hmm. um, so those are like a couple of examples. Um, I have a lady, we've done six month work together. She lost over 50 pounds and just completely transformed her life. Mm -hmm. um, and, and typically they'll say it's, it wasn't even that hard. It was about looking within. And it's one of those things like you don't know what you don't know, right? So when you have coach or somebody on your style, they can tell you, okay, you know what? You're not, you're not doing this right. Or you haven't done this work or like I can call you out, which is what I want people to do to me as well. If I'm not doing something 
And then you just kind of snap out of it, change the mental gear. Like one of the first things I do is put people on a mental diet. We go on a seven day mental diet mm -hmm. where they have to observe their thoughts, start being aware of their thoughts. Have they been talking about anxiety, depression? What have they been talking about? And that's mm -hmm. another client that I'll mention before we move on is yeah. um, a guy who even uh, for his whole adult life took medication for anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I can show a text where he sent me, he's like, I cannot believe this. He he's a He's a CEO, so he has one person above him. Mm -hmm. And he used to get anxiety over his job all the time where he was afraid that he's not doing something right. And he was like, I cannot believe this. He's like, I got an email. It was an upsetting email. He said, I just level-headedly replied back. And the next day we had a conversation about it. He said, I feel fine. He said, never have I felt this way. Mind you, he's, I'm not telling people get off your medication right. by any means. That's not my forte. But mm -hmm. what I'm saying is once people know what's possible, it gives them more drive and more reason to keep working on themselves because really it's hard. It's really hard to rewire your central nervous system. But if you want to be in this game for a long time, that's what you need to get used to. You got to get used to changing yourself, changing the way you think, challenging yourself in ways you have not have done before. Mm -hmm. No, you're spot on because I do think it is the mental and the mentality that you have of just what you're doing day to day, the thoughts that create those behaviors and those actions. And also just like with nutrition and health and all those factors, like that plays such a huge part in your everyday life. Just like for my experiences of like, when I'm not eating so great, I feel that energy. I feel more anxious. I feel like all these different things, but when I'm eating healthy, drinking enough water, going to yoga, doing the things that make me happy, it shifts everything. But I think it starts with the mind. And I love that's what you start your clients with as well, that like mental detox of just really being observant of what's going on. So yeah. you can have a game plan because everybody's different. And yeah. I agree, like there's so many facets that happen when it comes to just how you're functioning day to day. And but if you're able to take inventory of that, you can really make those shifts. And you're right, it's nothing, you're not talking about business with them, but you're showing them a different way of what would work for them if they do the work. Like you were saying yeah. earlier, it's like you have to put in that effort and be disciplined. Like what we were talking about with your son too, like that learning that yes. self-discipline. And a lot of times we might not be exposed to that or learn that. Sometimes it's innate versus nurture, all the different aspects. Yep. But I do think it has such a huge part and plays a huge part of how we function as adults and how we move through life. And I'm curious because I know there's been maybe ups and downs and everything in between on your journey, but what have been some of your obstacles in building your business? Sure. Um, let me just add, it can be also where your body is, right? Like I, I put yeah. my clients, they go on, they get um, a bl their blood drawn and they get, we get like a complete picture of where we do like 43 different biomarkers. So it can be that your testosterone or estrogen is lower and something yeah. with cortisol, right? Like, so we yeah. have to look into all the aspects because again, if we're in it for a long run, Mm -hmm. um, we got to be on top of our game. And that leads me into your question of my ups and downs. I'll, I'll share a few, even in my previous business. In my previous business, I did have a moment when my thyroid was really, really, really malfunctioning. And it was actually because I started competing in bodybuilding, which is a whole nother story. But I didn't know why I felt the way I felt and why I was so tired all the time, for example. And that's when people start questioning their mental game. Maybe I'm not come out, cut out for this. Maybe I'm getting burnt out. Maybe I should get out of here. And it can be one thing that can fix it right and that's that's one thing is 
the health aspect of it that I have experienced on me, which, like I said, it starts you start questioning you and not realizing what's going on with your body. Um, and many uh, ups and downs as far as business goes is, you know, you have days, even even just a day when all the technology is working against you, sometimes is enough to be like, what is going on, right? Mm -hmm. And again, if we don't have that strong sense of self and, and, and that those tools to go to, oftentimes we start questioning ourselves. Maybe I'm not good enough. And all these insecurities from the past start coming, right? Maybe that person was right, or maybe I should just get a job and maybe I should, you know, like all these things. I never looked into getting a job. That's just, I cannot do that. Um, mm -hmm. Not, you know, it's not for everybody. Um, but um, there's been, well, in the beginning of the online space, let me focus on that because that was a big one. Yeah. I came online thinking that I'm just going to pick up where I stopped offline, meaning I had a brick and mortar business. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, everybody knows me from fitness. And even though it was fitness, we did a lot of mental stuff. We did a mm -hmm. nutritional seminars. We did so much like we did meditations, like we did so much inner work as well. So I thought, well, it's that's it. Like, I just mm -hmm. I'm going to pick up where I stopped and everybody knows me, even though I sold the business. And that's not what happened. So it's not so much that it was the effect that it had on me mentally where it was like whoa why are people not coming to me when i'm back right because i i kept in touch with everybody all my previous clients and i, I just kept in touch regardless because i wasn't i wasn't going to go online at first mm -hmm. so when i came back online it was really mentally hard because i was like why is this now hard mm -hmm. and I didn't ask myself the right questions, which is what skills do you need to learn now, now that you're in an online space? So I kept going back to who knows me from the past instead mm -hmm. of focusing on the future and how to expand mm -hmm. my network and how to actually completely reinvent myself. And that was, uh, like I said, that was like a big dip for me. And then I invested um, in a business coach, which this is why, like I always tell people, like question your coaches. I want people to ask me questions. I want them to question me how much I know, because I didn't. And I, I went to a business coach who cost me a lot of money and really didn't push me forward. And yes, that's on me because I should have done the research. I should have, um, you know, and I did. I did address it as soon as I saw it. And she did end up helping me a little bit more, but it wasn't the right match. Um, so before you just jump into um, investing because you're driven, mm -hmm. just ask a few questions, just a few questions. That's it. That's all you need uh, to find out whether you align with someone or not. And a big part of it is listening to intuition. Um, I didn't listen to my intuition at that time or a few more other times when people would tell me, do this. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to do that. And so the biggest turn for me was when I hit a point where even the clients that I had, I was like, this is not my, like, this is not what I want to do. I'm not excited about, I'm not excited about my goals, all the things that we talked about. Yeah. And I, when I tell you, I completely reinvented myself like 180. I just got determined on my goals and got really fired up about them. I changed who I was working with. See, what I do is not as different, right? So I do the blood work, the sleep, the hydration, nutrition, mindset, um, emotional EQ, there's a call emotional quotient. We do all those things, discipline. Yeah. But who I work with has changed to excite me because I started asking myself, not based on the past, but based on who do I want to work with and who do I want to surround myself with?
And if I did have to work 15 to 20 hours a day, what kind of day would that be to still feel awesome at the end of the day? Mm -hmm. So when I tell it, I mean, I, I changed the way I, my videos are different, the way I speak is different, the way I think is different, mm -hmm. who I listen to, even though I listen to all this motivational stuff. Now I'm particularly listening. What am I missing? What are the skills I need? What is it that I don't know that I need to know? I just completely shifted in the way I think. But the biggest dip, and that's where I, uh, on that thread in Reddit, I recognize a lot of people. I think that people just become complacent and they don't, they're afraid of letting go of what's in front of them yeah. instead of being willing to let go of everything mm. to create the life that they want. Oh, that resonates so much with, I'm sure, so many people listening and even myself too, just like hearing your journey. And I think a part of that is a lot of times we get pigeonholed and put ourselves in a box. And instead of like, st you stay in the box sometimes you're like, well, this is like different or uncomfortable, or is it going to work out or any of the thoughts that start flooding in, but being able to really think outside of the box and know it's okay to shift. Like, I know even I was coaching a lot and now I've completely shifted and I do solar and it's completely different, but I love doing like interviews like this and things along those lines, but it is scary to make that jump, but you have to realize what happens if you don't make that jump? What happens if you continue to serve clients that don't serve you in the sense of like light you up and have that bigger why of how you can help people in a different avenue? Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to stay in one thing, even leaving psychology. I was like, oh, this is scary. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's trusting your gut and going back to that. I, I really resonated with that. Sure yeah. Other people are too, but I think it's understanding we're meant for more. We don't have to just stay in one area. We can diversify ourselves and that's okay. And just trusting that it's for the good of yourself, but also the people you're serving too. In yeah. that and you know, the way people can look at it is mm -hmm. don't be afraid to let go of things you don't want, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. you don't want this life, you're going to need to let it go because mm -hmm. Your new life is going to cost you your old one. You have to change that, right? So yeah. I was willing to completely change that at, at the risk of losing all the current clients and doing all of that, even though I can still do work for them, which some of them stayed. Mm -hmm. But I was willing to let go of that because it wasn't serving me anymore, you know? And it was like, well, I feel so much better now. And the response, this is when you step into you, the response has been outstanding because again, you don't do it for other people, you do it for you. And mm -hmm. then people are just like, whoa, I love this new you. I love this change about you because it helps drive them as well. And it gives them even more confidence if they were fearful of changing something. But I will also say to that, you gotta know yourself. Like I'm the type of person that can do things cold turkey. I've done them in my life enough to prove to myself that I can. It's not always the answer either, right? When I had a job 20 years ago and I knew I wanted to become a trainer and have my own space, after that idea came, it still took me at that time two years to transition. Right. You know, yes, I was in my 20s. It was different circumstances, all of that said. But there are times when it doesn't need to be 180 all of a sudden. You yeah. can plan things ahead. You can plan for a year, two, three years ahead. And there's no rush. You know, again, we're surrounded with these, you know, get rich quick and make mm -hmm. all the money in the first six months or three months, whatever it is. It's not, it's not going to work like that. It, it, it never has. It never will. It takes time. 
Absolutely. And I think that's such a good point that you brought up too. understanding it doesn't happen overnight, but it's okay to plan ahead. I've had so many conversations with friends and colleagues and other people around that very topic of just knowing, okay, well, what do you see your life like in a year, two years? How can you work backwards? What do you need to be doing on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to get to that goal? And of course, it being a fire goal as well, that's what I'm going to call it now. <laughs> um, but being able to realize you can take your time. I didn't just leave psychology off the bat. I took time. I had a process in place well before I even left, partly because of clients, but also partly because of just I didn't want to make that jump so yeah. drastically because I moved across country, like all these different things. But to your point, too, I think it's whatever works best for you. There is no right or wrong way. And everybody's journey is going to be different. But I'm curious, I would love to know maybe two or three tips for entrepreneurs on this journey or maybe about to start the journey. What would you say are like your top tips for them? Hmm. All right. So <laughs> definitely have to set goals that fire you up. I cannot stress that enough. Don't just set goals. Don't just set monetary goals. What fires you up? What is that? goal that not only when you hit it but you're so enthusiastic about the journey that you're going to be on until you get that goal right because it's at the end of the day it's not about the goal it's about the journey of who you became when you mm -hmm. reach that goal that would be one thing so the goals have to fire you up and they have to be your goals this is why you have to do this when you're on your own now look at other people's goals you can get ideas from them but really take your time this is not something you may not you may not even do this in one day take your time with it set the goals and, and, and look at them every day rewrite them ideally every single day and let them fire you up like i have i write them every day i have a notification in the morning that uh, that pops up i have a notification at night like I'm, I'm obsessed with my goals that's one thing two you have to build a support system around you that will work for you like this is not just you know a spouse and a friend all of that is too it's your whole environment if you're watching TV, what else could you be doing with your time that's going to better you and your business, right? Mm -hmm. Productivity is huge, but it's not just, oh, I'm, I'm going to work so much at my desk. No, do what you need to do. Yes, you may need time off, but also look into, is there a, a video on marketing that I could be watching instead? So really look into your time and how you can best invest it. But with that said, when you do take time off, really take time off as well. And third, be ready, buckle up, be ready for the emotional and mental and physical roller coaster that comes with it. But this is why you set your environment to work for you so that when, when whatever goes up is great, but then when it comes down, you have your support system in place to help you through that. Okay. And you will need, if you don't have it already, you will need to build grit and perseverance and discipline. And you can build that. This is not something anybody's born with. You can build that over time, but you're going to build it okay. when times are not great. Because it's easy to do things when we're motivated, but it's when we're not motivated that we really change who we are. Ooh, nice job. Those are so good. Um, and I think too, it, it goes back to your just point of the goals and having those goals that light you up, that are going to want, that are yours and getting very clear on that. And I think that's been the message throughout. At least that's what I've picked up is just being really clear on what you want 
everyone's going to have an opinion. People are going to tell you what to do. Maybe, maybe not, but really focus in on that gut feeling and what makes sense for you. And it might shift, but really having that drive and motivation to do it, even when you don't feel like it. And that's the biggest part too, because I, I think there's a lot of days that are just awful. And you're like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but you keep moving forward because you have the why, you know what your why is. And it might be a hard day and we all have hard days. Nobody is perfect. Everyone's yeah. going to have that roller coaster. But like to your point too, it is an emotional roller coaster oh, as yeah. well and physical because you're dealing with so many different aspects of a business, even if you're starting out or in the midst of it, or you've been doing it for years as well. It's just understanding that we well, have hard days. You know, you, you have to learn. I'll, I'll give this one as well. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to make your emotions, AKA your adrenaline work for you. Mm -hmm. I am a big um, proponent of, like I, I promote using anger and fear and pain mm -hmm. to work for you. And that's when you really learn to control your adrenaline because you yeah. feel anger, you're, you're full of adrenaline, right? Mm -hmm. But when you learn to work, to make it work for you, you won't have so the other part, that's what I want to say, the other part of you that doesn't feel like it won't have power over you. You know, you listen to, you know, I listen to uh, Kobe Bryant's interviews, for example, like he would listen to Halloween music before he steps on the to, to play the game. Like I would never choose Halloween music, but I have my own list of, you know. I keep going and I'm unstoppable and I don't get tired kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing when people walk into the gym, they need that beat, they need that something to lift weights. It's the same thing you want to have when you're building your business. That mm -hmm. doesn't mean lashing out at other people or yelling at other people. Again, it's controlled. It's mm -hmm. controlled adrenaline that you work with that anger, with that pain, with that frustration, with that whatever it is, fear, and you mm -hmm. just make it work for you to fire you up, to push you forward. I love that you said that it's working for you versus against you and understanding that because emotions are all valid and it's okay to have those emotions, but it's how you direct them yes. as well. Mm -hmm. So well said. Mm -hmm. um, so enjoyed this conversation, but where can people find you use your services? We're going to link everything below, but if you could let us know too. Sure. I'm on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, TikTok, and it's all my name, Lex Vuko, L-E-K-S-V-U-C-K-O. Uh, my website currently is thevukomethod.com, um, and I'll send out all those links to you so you have them as well. Um, and my alter ego is Herculex, by the way, and that's what that's the website I'm working on. So it's going to be Herculex.com where people can find out more about you. But um, I'm, as long as you type in the proper way, L-E-K-S, I pretty much come up right away. So people can reach out at any time. Well, thank you so much, Lex, for being here today, sharing your journey with us, all the amazing tips. I feel like I've learned so much from you as well. I'm sure everyone listening did too. But thank you again for coming on and just sharing your beautiful energy with us today. Thanks for having me. Pleasure is mine. Absolutely. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Lex today? I'm sure she would love to see that comment and we'll see you on the next episode.